this is the he's god is not welcome again to words that inspire well i have another inspirational word for you today and today's word is people must know i like that uh topic because as i read in um in the book of ezekiel 37 i realized that god wanted ezekiel to do some things he wanted to also do some things through ezekiel and through his children and the bottom line that God was saying is that, listen, when I do what I need to do through you, people will know that I am God. And so today, God is saying to you, listen, you are so important to my kingdom agenda that I have some things and some mindset shifts that I need for you to do so that I can ensure that you are able to um, walk in the blessing that I have for you so that you can manifest my goodness. And so people can look at you and say, wow, who is her God? Which God is she serving? And so just reading that and just realizing that that's something that Ezekiel had to, um, God had to make clear to him for him to share with God's children. And he, he told him in verses 28, he says, look, people must know that I am in covenant with you. So God has made and created a covenant with you and that he so much wants it known that he's given you uh, clear instructions on, listen, this is how I want the covenant to look and this is how it should look, but this is how your mindset needs to shift so that that could happen. I know it sounds kind of confusing, but as I went through it, I thought, wow, this is actually more clear than I've ever heard it. And so when you look at Deuteronomy 28, for example, and we're going to jump right in, we, we know that um, everything we, we learn here at Words That Inspire is the word inspiration is God breathed. So we want to go to God's word so that he can teach us and he can change us and he can mold us into whatever it is that he wants us to be because we know at the end he wants to get the glory through your life i know it's easy to think that okay he's going to get the glory through elijah's life he's going to get the glory through moses's life because we know that moses um had a purpose and we know he had a plan for Moses's life but I want you to know that he also has a plan for your life and he also wants to get the glory through your life so the awesome thing is he didn't just say you know what I want to get the glory I want to bless you and not show you and not make it clear and explicit so that we could know what it is he expects from us and so even as I read through, um, and then we'll jump back into between Ezekiel and Deuteronomy 28 back and forth, because as I read uh, Ezekiel, it just gave me the right mindset to know that this um, goal, this dream, the purpose that God has given me is not just about me. It's about him. And so it shifts my mindset. And as it should shift yours as well, as we realize this is bigger than we are. So even though it may seem like a small thing to other people, we have to know that we're on a kingdom agenda. 
And we know that everyone has a role to play in God's kingdom. And he doesn't rate us like we rate each other. It, it says with, uh, with David, it says man looks at the outside, but God looks at the inside. We know that when David was supposed to be king, when Samuel went to anoint a king, uh, David had a lot of older brothers. Uh, they were bigger, stronger. I guess they must have been better looking or something because no one thought to go call uh, David from watching the sheep to come into the lineup. They didn't even think that, man, David might actually make this lineup, you know, as they're looking for a king. So Samuel asks Jesse, which was David's dad, he says, hey, bring all your sons, line them up, and I'm going to choose a king from the lineup. Well, then they didn't even think that David was qualified enough uh, to even make the lineup that when Samuel, you know, looked at all the the sons that were lined up, he said, wait, you don't have another son somewhere? They're like, oh yeah, but he's just the, the shepherd boy and he's the youngest and he's out there tending to the sheep, you know? And so he was like, oh yeah, go, go ahead and uh, call him. And I know when David came in, he's the one out in the sheep. I know how he smelled. I know how he looked. He did not look like king, kingly <laughs> material. <laughs> so I know some of us may be looking at ourselves in the mirror and saying, man, I don't look like much. I don't have much. I can't do much. But you know what? The saying about little is much when God is in it. I'm not even going to say that's what that was. I'm going to say that man looks at the outside, but God looks at the inside. God knew that David will bring him glory. He knew that when he tell David, listen, you can kill a lion. He knew David would actually believe that the God in him was powerful enough to slay a lion. When God, uh, God knew that David had the mindset that when he said, listen, you could slay a giant, a literal giant, that David would believe God and actually think that he could slay a giant and then go out, slay the giant and tell the giant who his God was. You see, people must know that is what God is looking for. God wants to show off in you because he wants people to know who he is. And because David looked so insignificant in the eyes of his dad and his brothers, so insignificant that they thought he didn't even make the lineup. I mean, think about that. So people may discount you and may say about you that, uh, no, she could never get that promotion. She could never get that degree. Um, they may think she could never start that ministry. She don't have any gifts or any calling. You know what? That is great. You know what that means? That means God is going to get the glory through your life because you're not going to walk around as if you got it together. You're going to walk around as if God has it together because he has you together. He has everything together and he needs people who actually believes him enough so that they can do some great and mighty things so much so that people have to say, wow, it must be God. So when we look at David and we see he killed, he was a little boy still, I guess a teenager or whatever. He looked insignificant is what he did look like in the eyes of others. 
Uh, but he saw himself through the eyes of God. He saw himself as man. God could do this through me. So even as we go out and even as you tune in tonight or today, whenever you're listening to this broadcast, I want you to see yourself as David saw himself, to see yourself as someone who has God inside of them, working through them so that he can get the glory through your life. Doesn't matter what other people or their take, their take about you, <laughs> it is so irrelevant. Who cares? What if David said to Samuel, oh, no, no, I am too uh, insignificant. I am just a shepherd. I can't be a king. You know what? You don't get to say you're going to be a king. If God says you're going to be a king, you are a king already. You were born to be a king. If God says you're going to be a CEO, you are a CEO already. You are born for that. If he says you're going to be an evangelist, a preacher, if he said, I don't care what it is that he's placed in your heart, I know it needs to be big enough so that people must know that God is in it. All right. So I know it's easier said than done. So what God did is he gave us some specifications so we could see how his hand would work in our lives. Um, and then I will jump back to Ezekiel because it's so awesome. All right, so we're going to go to Deuteronomy 28 and we're going to see here that the prep, <laughs> the priming and the prepping that God had to do to change his children's mindset so that they can actually attain and move up to that, uh, to that big goal and dream that he has because they haven't even seen it yet. You haven't seen the, I mean, you think you've seen, you think you have this big dream, but where God wants to take you Listen, he says, eyes haven't seen, no ears heard. <laughs> and he always talks about um, he's going to do above and beyond what you can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in you. And so um, God is not just leaving you there, you know, hanging. Let's take a look and take a peek at Deuteronomy 28 when he told his children, I'm going to take you from bondage from Egypt or restraint, that's what uh, Egypt in the Hebrew is, uh, Misraim, meaning a place of constraint. So God wants to take you from the box, your little comfortable box or your uncomfortable box. He wants to take you from where you are, your place of comfort, and he wants you to break free from whatever is holding you back <clears throat> from getting to your promised land. <coughs> Excuse me. So, whether it may be um, addiction, procrastination, um, you know, bad relationship, you know, you may think that you don't, you don't have any talents, you don't have any resources. Hey, whatever the people, the children in, of Israel, they had nothing. They were in bondage. They were literal slaves. They owned nothing. But when God broke them free, he sent them out with much silver, much gold and everything. And he says, hey, listen, I'm taking you to the promised land. And so these are the mindsets I need you to have so that you can go out and get to that promised land so people can know that I am God. And so what some of those mindsets God had to shift for them, for them to get to the promised land. These are the same mindset you have to shift so that you can get to your promised land, whatever your promised land is. You know what you're believing God for. Whatever it is, 
that is your promised land. And so as we go to Deuteronomy uh, 28, the first thing we see um, that God said to them was, listen, I'm going to need you to Shema, which means I'm going to need you to listen. And um, that's what the, the word obey comes from the Hebrew word Shema, which means to listen intelligently. And it also means with the intention to act. So whenever you want to move from one place to the next, you have to be ready to act. So when David came from the from the uh, watching the sheep and to come in, he had to be ready and willing to act to get to where he needed to be. So it's only after he got um, anointed he had to he went through some battles before he became king. So sometimes God is telling you, "Hey, you're going to reach to this to this um, pinnacle of your life, and you'll be thinking that's it." But once you go from that situation he brings you higher to a next one and so we see in Deuteronomy 28 he started off with okay I'm gonna need for you to listen that's always the first step and he says if you listen all these blessings are going to come on you all right and so we see that you know and he's going to go down and tell us how the blessing looks so that way nobody is saying that I am making up stuff about how the blessing looks or whatever. We're going to just get it just from, from God directly to us, how this blessing looks. He said in verse three, he says, you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the field, which means whether or not you, you could live in Florida, you could live in Timbuktu, you could live in Tanzania, in St. Thomas, wherever you may be living, he's telling you that, listen, you listen, you follow what you follow me. You, Wherever you go, you will be blessed. And it says your offspring will be blessed. Your produce of your ground, your um, your livestock, your herds. So basically in those days, that's how they made their living. And that's a lot of times that's how they measured wealth with how much cattle you have. Um, you know, if you are a farmer or you um, a gardener, I guess that's the same as a farmer. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the ones who, who do, you know, think about how you make money you i don't care if you're a teacher a doctor an attorney a janitor a landscaper basically he's saying whatever you do you're going to be blessed in that thing that whatever it is that you're doing and then he says in verse five your basket and your kneading bowl will be blessed so he's saying even if you do food you're a cook whatever you do it's going to be blessed he says you'll be blessed uh when you come in I'm blessed when you go out, man. Just think about what God had, how he had to shift their mindset from thinking that they were nothing and thinking that they had need of things. And now he wants to change their mindset so they can walk into the promised land. But he knew that they had to listen to who they were. They had to listen and hear that they are blessed. They had to listen and hear that everything they do everywhere they go um that they are blessed then he told them um in verse seven he says you know what i'm paraphrasing it says the enemies will rise against you to defeat you <laughs> but he said they're gonna come one way and flee the next so we know that there will always be haters when especially when you feel and you know that you are blessed 
People are going to think, who does she think she is? Who does he think he is? And know what I think I am? I'm a blessed child of the most high God. And I'm going to walk like it, talk like it, act like it because I am it. And he needed his children to know that they were blessed. He wanted them to know that everything, I like verses uh, eight. He said, everything you set your hand to do, God will bless you. Everything. So he had to make sure they knew, listen, you leave in Egypt and I'm bringing you out to the promised land. You better know that everything that you touch is blessed. Man, that will irk your enemies. That's why he had to let them know, listen, haters and enemies and the negative talk is going to come. It's going to come. He didn't, he didn't lie and made them think it was going to be a better roses, but he let them know, you know what? They're going to come one way and flee seven. And that means to me, he's going to scatter the enemy. He's going to tell the enemy, you know what? <laughs> you best to get going. <laughs> All right. So that is just so awesome. I just love reading and um, just soaking, soaking in God's word, especially when we realize that he wants us to walk like his children so that people could know we are his children. Okay. That's just plain and simple. And then he says, um, in the land, which he is given you. So he wants you to know that he has something more for you. You're on your way. You're on your way there, but he wants that on your way there. You can get there faster because, because the only person who can keep you back from getting there, it's yourself, which is the inhabits the inhabitations of your mind. So like when, whatever you tell yourself you can't do, or you can do, that's what it's going to uh, manifest. And so he had to change their mindset, you know, so that they can move up in their minds to the place where he would have them to be. And then he reminded them in verse nine that it says, the Lord Jehovah will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he swore to you. If you keep his commandments and you walk in his way, He's letting them know that you're going to be set apart, sanctified for him, for his purposes. Remember, as I started in the beginning to remind you, God wants to do great things because he wants people to know him through you. He's not going to come down here himself. He uses us. He uses your hands, your feet, your ideas, your business, your ministry. It's all he he's using you. And in order for him to use you, he knows that you have to have the right mindset. So without the right mindset, he knows that you he can't use you. And we want him to be able to use us. And so that's why we're going through and checking ourselves. So even as I go through these, we have to check ourselves and say, hey, do I really believe that everything I put my hand to is blessed? Do I really believe I'm a holy people? set aside for God's work or do I see myself just out there on my own doing my own thing just to kind of remind yourself you know do I really see myself as God sees me or am I just seeing myself for the physical what I, what what man's eyes could see 
Am I remembering that man sees the outward and God sees the inside? And that is what God is looking at so he can move mightily. He's not looking at what you have in the physical to say that, oh, she don't have enough money. I can't use her. She don't have enough. You know what? He is in you. You have everything you need. Um, you're God's child. Let's not forget that. So he wants to remind you of this today. And uh, in verse 10, he says, all the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. Man, I love that. It goes right back, just like with Ezekiel. If we go through, we see a theme with God. God is always um, wanting people to know who his children are. And he, but not just who his children are, he wants them to know that they are calling on his name by the mighty works that they do. That's why before Jesus, uh, Yeshua, before he left this earth, he said, greater things than these you will do because I'm going to my father. So he knew as our Messiah that he came to make sure that we knew our power, our authority, how we're supposed to walk here on this earth, how we're supposed to dominate for God's kingdom, right? We have a work to do for God's kingdom and agenda. That's why we are set apart. We are the holy people he set aside to do his great work. And in verse 12, it says, the Lord will make you overflow in prosperity in the offspring of your body and your livestock and your land. So basically he's saying, you know what? That's what I want for you. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be strong. And I want you to have more than enough to accomplish what I have for you. And we know the enemy's plan, John 10, 10, right? We know he came to kill, steal, and destroy. We know he wants to uh, make sure you're sick. We, we know he wants to make sure you're in lack, make sure you're in need. He The enemy wants to make sure you're depressed. That's the enemy's job. And we know that he says Yeshua came so that you might have life more abundantly. And we see here in, in uh, Deuteronomy 28 that God is saying, um, I want you to overflow in prosperity in, the, in your body, in the produce of your ground, in the land which I swore to your fathers to give you. So he's letting them know, listen, I made a covenant with you, with your fathers, and I'm going to fulfill this covenant. And we know that we have entered into covenant through the blood of Messiah Yeshua. That's how we got in covenant with God. And so we want to make sure that we are in covenant. He gave us a way that we could be in covenant with him today. And if you haven't made that covenant, it's not too late. You want to make that covenant um, right now. Um, uh, with God and God is just reminding them like, listen, you're in covenant with me. This is how it's going to go down. This is the mindset I need for you to have. And then in uh, 12, it talks about the Lord will open up his good treasure, the heavens to give you rain in your land. Man, that is supernatural. God is saying that whatever you need to multiply what I've given you, I'm going to give it to you. So can, can you bring rain? No, <laughs> I'm answering for you. I know for me, I can't make rain come. But God is saying, listen, I got you. There are things that only I can do that no one else can do. And I'm willing to do it uh, for you. And he says that um, he's going to bless the work of your hands. 
and you're going to be the head and not the tail. He had to remind them of this because they were slaves. They were made. You know what people do to slaves? They make, they, ooh, they just make you feel like you're nothing. And so when people try so long to keep you down and make you feel like you're nothing, God is just coming, coming up and just reminding you, listen, doesn't matter what it looks like. It is matter. It matters what I am in you. And so he's reminding them that you may have looked like you were the tail, but I'm telling you today, you are the head. So I want you to say it loud, say it proud. I am the head. Okay. I am the head. In fact, he even told them you will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow. So he's basically saying, listen, people are going to come to you for things. You're not going to go begging for anything. People are going to come to you. It's a mindset. It's a mindset that God wanted his children to have. Without that mindset, they could not attain to the promise that God had for them. So God wanted them and he needed them to have um, that mindset. And, you know, don't overthink it. Just, just hear what he's saying. Just hear how he took his children from Egypt. And this is what he sent them out with. With these words, he says, okay, you're leaving. This is what I want you to know. This is what you're going to need to know in order for you to walk in the blessing. He says, if you could listen to these things, if you would listen, these blessings will come upon you. And not only will they come upon you, it says in verse two, it says it will overtake you. So, hey, I know it's a lot, but I want you to process this and for you to um, do some self-reflection, some inflection, reflection, whatever you need to do to remind yourself about your the mindset shift that God is expecting uh, of his children. So it says the Lord will open up the good treasures, man. You're going to um, lend to many. You'll be above only and not beneath. As if it wasn't enough that he said you're going to be the head and not the tail. He said you'll be above only. <laughs> I don't know why they added the word only. I guess it's for those of us who think that, okay, sometimes we're going to um, be beneath. He says, listen, above only. This is not what Janice is saying. This is what God is saying. Okay. Um, so it says, if you listen to the commandments of the Lord, your God, that I'm commanding you today to observe them and to do them. And uh, don't go after other gods to serve them. And that was a, the last one that he left them with uh, before it turned into, listen, if you go after other gods, it's, it's, a, it's a wipe. Whatever you get, you're going to take. <laughs> because God is saying that if you obey me, this is what the blessing is. You don't need to go to no other God. You don't need to do anything illegal. You don't need to um, to do things that, like just things that you know is not good for you. Things that you know you'll be embarrassed of years later. Things that you're not going to be proud of. You don't need to do those things to get to the blessing, to get to um, your purpose or to your promised land. All you need to do is have that mindset that, God has had given his kids, you know, he says that that's, that's the blessing for, for being a believer. 
so tonight I just want to leave you with these words that people must know. So make sure that you have this mindset so you can team up with God. You can work with God so that people could know that, hey, that person, that guy, that girl who looked like they didn't have anything, man, look what God did through her life. People must know that, um, that you belong to God. They must know through your life. And so go ahead and work on that mindset shift and just send us a note so we can know um, that you are listening and that you are indeed um, encouraged uh, through this. And so you can always go to JaniceModest.com and leave a note through the contact us. This is, you can also go to Gospel of the Kingdom um, radio. We have a lot more that we can give you for you to tune into. All right, so this has been Gospel of the Kingdom uh, radio show. This is Dr. Janice Modest, your host, and I will see you again next time.